Moncrief on News Talk. Yes, what was that? No, it's not one of those quizzes, guess the sound. Pole wrecking woodpeckers. It's not a tongue twister, but a problem faced by the ESB as woodpeckers have been damaging electricity poles and causing power outages. So why are the, uh, why are the birds choosing poles over natural trees? Niall Hatch, who's Head of Communication and Development at Birdwatch Ireland, joins us now. Niall, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. So tell me this. First of all, like now, I maybe our listeners and people out there aren't as ignorant as I am, but I didn't actually think there were woodpeckers in Ireland. So clearly there are. Well, it's only a very recent phenomenon. So up until about 15, 20 years ago, you would have been absolutely correct to say that because although woodpeckers are very common across Britain, across all of continental Europe, indeed across much of the world, apart from Australia and Antarctica, uh, there were none present in Ireland, apart from the occasional accidental visitor. However, around 2005, around that kind of time, we saw a natural colonisation of a species called the great spotted woodpecker, which is the mm-hmm. most common species of a woodpecker in Britain. It's a, it's a sort of medium-sized black and white bird with a bit of red on its lower belly and the males have a patch of red on the back of their head as well. Uh, And what happened there was woodpeckers, you see, they're very reluctant to fly across water. Uh, They just don't like to do it. Uh, But uh, the the population was increasing so much in Britain, particularly in in, in England and Wales, that uh, there was nowhere for the young woodpeckers, the juveniles, to go. They they had no hope of getting a territory, we think. And so some of them, they would have been able to see the Wicklow Mountains in the distance, perhaps from Snowdonia, that kind of area. And so they were able to then fly across the Irish Sea and, and take up residence there in Wicklow. And at the same time, a second population of the same species flew from Scotland across to County Down uh, and started there. And since then, slowly but surely, these birds have been meeting each other, have been breeding, have been spreading um, first into neighbouring counties and now are being found with records from, from, it seems, most counties across Ireland and increasing. Um, so it's a bird that people didn't know about here in Ireland until very recently, but they, they, they found it to their liking. They're sort of uh, exploiting a niche that no other bird is using. And so it seems, it seems that you know, they're, they're here to stay now. Right. And just, you know, often when we hear about, you know, migrations of birds and animals in in general changing, it it has to do with climate change. But that isn't the case here then. They've just, it's, it's slightly overpopulated in England. So they're looking for pastures new, basically. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so yeah, we, we, a lot of the work that we do in Birdwatch Ireland through our survey work, we are seeing the impact of climate change on, on many species yeah. of birds, especially the migrants that go to Africa. This would seem to be a, a case where actually climate change isn't involved. I mean, right. who, who knows if you look what what's behind the population increases in, in Britain and elsewhere, it, it could be maybe indirectly climate related, maybe other competitor species have suffered, but that's maybe, that's just speculation. Certainly their presence here in Ireland it wouldn't be down to climate, it's down, it's down to yeah, the success of the species in, in, in Britain and the fact that it's been sort of a missing piece of our ecosystem here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no hard evidence this species was ever found in Ireland. It's answering, it may have been centuries ago when before most of our forests were felled, but there's no proof of that. Um, it okay. may not have been able to get here after the Ice Age. So yeah. now, but certainly they're here, they're here now. And sorry, we're going to get to why we're talking to you about them <laughs> hacking into these poles, but just as I have the birdman himself, if you don't mind me calling you that, what is the noise? We heard the noise of the woodpecker there, right? So that's the common noise of a woodpecker that we're going to start hearing in the mornings now the way we do other birds? Like, is this a sound we're going to kind of get used to? 
Yes, uh, yes, and I I, uh, I live in North County Wicklow, and it's a sound that I now hear as part of the Dawn Chorus each spring near to me. So it's a sound that you would normally hear from sort of March, April, May, that kind of time. Right. That sound, it's it's what we call drumming. So uh, because they're drumming with their beaks on, on, on a tree or on, on, a, on a piece of wood. Uh, and what they're doing there is it's their equivalent of a song. Uh, okay. So uh, they're not. They, they do make noise as well with their with, with their voices. They make a very sharp sort of uh, a very almost startling noise. But what they do is they, rather than sing like most birds do to defend a territory and to attract a mate, they drum on a resonant piece of wood. It can carry for over a kilometre. It's such a, a loud sound. Uh, as you heard there in the in the recording, it's remarkably fast. And to think that the bird is doing that essentially, it's it's bashing its its face off a tree repeatedly. You know, like at, at around the speed of sound. It's it, it's going at a, over seven hundred miles an hour when it's striking wow. the tree with its face. You know, the, the G-forces involved are absolutely off the charts. I've heard it estimated up to, to 20,000 G, which is far, far, far beyond what would kill a human. Um, it's just, um, you know, I think, you know, the, the fighter pilots in planes sometimes can briefly um, experience 100 G and, but then pass out, um, whereas these birds, it's it's, 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 two thousand, it's thousands more than that. Wow. Um, but, um, so, yeah, and they have they have amazing sort of, um, sort of shock absorbers in their necks. They have their brains are, are surrounded by this really good shock absorbing fluid um, so they're able to do that very very well so that's the sound you're you are hearing yeah. there but when they're doing that they're not actually damaging the wood they're just drumming on it it's something else that's going on when they're actually digging into it okay so why then and this is the whole reason we want you on but i've delayed mm. you talking about woodpecker sounds but why are they choosing electricity poles instead of trees what they're doing with the electricity poles is, you know, they're also they excavate wood for two for two main reasons. So we, the drumming is to make the sound. But what they do wow. then is they they excavate beetle larvae, so the grubs, like woodworm essentially, that are in. That's what their favourite food, and they can they can drill those out from the trees. Their beak is so sharp. But also what they do is they excavate nesting holes. So they actually make a cavity in the trunk of a tree. They'll drill into it. They'll take out the material from inside, and um, it's, it can be quite a large cavity. And that's why they lay their eggs. Now for them it makes lots of sense. It's very protected. It's very warm. It's very safe from predators. So from that point of view, it makes a lot of sense. Why would they choose to do it with electricity pylons? Well, the thing is, these birds are very common in Britain and across the continent, mm-hmm. uh, where you know they've been doing this for as long as there have been electricity pylons. Um, but I think part of the issue here in Ireland, where maybe it's a bit more of a problem, we have far fewer trees in Ireland uh, than those countries do. We have amongst okay. the lowest level of tree cover in all of, in all of Europe. It's only about 11%. The vast majority of that is non-native um, spruce plantation, which aren't isn't great nesting area for woodpeckers. They will use it a little bit, but it's not where their prime nesting habitat. They want mixed broadleaf and slightly coniferous woodland and sort of the native sort of forest in Ireland that, that's, that's very few and far between these days. So, uh, and even within those forests, what they like, they like to find a dead or dying tree that has decaying or hollow wood that they can more easily excavate. And we have very few of those trees in Ireland because they're, they're usually, as soon as they show any sign of, of disease or deterioration, they're, they're chopped down. So what these, these birds are doing, they're seeing the, the electricity pylons as basically to them, it's, it's a big lovely straight dead tree trunk which I suppose when you think about it is exactly what it is mm-hmm. uh, and to them it seems like an ideal place to, to nest and but, as well I guess because most of our pylons are quite exposed they tend to have them maybe in the middle of a field or out in the open it means that there's nowhere a predator can ambush them or sneak up on them from and also okay. because a lot of them are covered in, in, in resin or creosote or similar substances tars and things on them it stops predators like pine martens from climbing up and getting into the nest. So I can see why from the bird's point of view it makes a lot of sense to nest there. But unfortunately in doing that they also weaken the structure and then yeah. in the storm sometimes it can then be it can blow down and cause disruption, which is a problem. Yeah, and this is why this story was was in the news today because they're causing havoc in Wicklow, I understand, with ESB poles. Now you're not from the ESB, but that's your understanding as well. They're causing havoc to electricity supply with these G force like drummings. 
Well, yes. So the excavation for the nesting, but more so than the drumming, which is just a sound thing yeah. that actually doesn't cause any damage. Okay. But um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen them nesting in, in, in electricity pylons, actually very close to our own East Coast Nature Reserve, just in Newcastle and County Wicklow. They've nested there right right in one of the poles. Uh, and uh, the, the thing is, this is this is you know, the, the, there's been solutions found to this in, in many other countries in the world, including in Britain, where, where this where this species is far more common than it is here. We're still only talking a few hundred pairs. Mm. Where over there, they would have they would have tens or even hundreds of thousands of pairs of these. And yet they manage to cope fine with, with the electricity supply. I think what, what you see in, in, in many cases is switching to other materials. So you see sometimes metal or concrete poles, or you see areas where there are trees, which are not you know, natural trees, um, live trees, which are more attractive to these birds and better, better suiting their needs. Um, also, there's the, what happens a lot of the time, there's resins, I believe, that are used to fill in some of these, these, these holes that the birds have made in the poles that therefore really restore some of the structural integrity. So it's just something, I think it's a, you know, it's something that um, the, the electricity supply people here in Ireland haven't had to de- deal with yeah. before, whereas their colleagues in, in other countries have had a head start of over a century on yeah. this. So you well, know, the they, lessons are learned. Yeah, and there might be they might have to deal with a bit more of it. I'll really quickly, have you ever heard or seen the children's book Peck, Peck, Peck about a baby uh, woodpecker and, and his mother? I must admit I haven't. It, it sounds, sounds really good. It's beautiful. And there's every page has more and more pecks in it. So if you have a two or three year old in your life, you want to start reading to. I highly recommend Peck, Peck, Peck by Lucy Cousins. Sorry for going down that rabbit hole with you. It's been fascinating to talk to you about woodpeckers. That's Niall Hatch, uh, Head of Communications and Development at Birdwatch Ireland. Niall, thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.